0: Motto is a textile-led fashion designer and if anyone knows me I love fashion. So I was really thrilled to have her chat to me about Fashion Week, faith and creating. Enjoy. I um, I saw your designs on the on the big billboard um when you entered Fashion Week at Carriage Works. Oh think, nice. I, Rosie Rosie Tapua one of the models was modeling one of your hand-woven designs and uh you couldn't miss it and there were some on the wall as well and then i i came back to work and kath was showing me she goes oh how come did you see chloe's work and i said oh who's chloe (laughs) and she showed me the website and i was like oh my goodness yes i saw her work (laughs) um it's amazing and um so yes that was last year and and now yeah here we here we are like a year later and we've missed i was so sad to miss fashion week yeah. i bet you were too oh, so sad i felt. yeah that's
1: particularly for the i wonder what they're going to do with the next gen um like cohort because they would have all been chosen and been so excited and then
0: yeah.
1: whether they just double up next year i don't know it's, yeah it's such a shame
0: i know and then annoying. encourage
1: works is all going under and in dire straits. So that's sad as well, cause it's
0: such a cool space. Oh, it's a bit sad, but at least we're all in it together. When, it, yeah, it's, yeah, not that it's, it's nice. Yeah. We all share this sadness that we're missing out on it and we don't know what it's gonna look <laughs> like next. Um, really interesting oh, exactly. to see, cause yeah. no one really has an answer. It's a an interesting topic.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but what was it like thinking back to last year? What was it like showcasing your collection? At Sydney Fashion Week.
1: Oh man, it was it was definitely I think the highlight of um, of yeah my small career so far. Um, it I think it just made me really appreciate the Australian fashion industry. I don't think many people do get the opportunity, you know, straight out of uni, starting to think about that what they want to do um, to showcase on a platform alongside so many other phenomenal brands mm. so I, I honestly just felt just so much appreciation and uh, it just yeah my mind was blown I definitely had a bit of it was it imposter syndrome it was just it felt so surreal and I just never ever because we all got the, our uni applied for all of us so it all didn't really feel real um, and I never ever expected to be chosen so it was just um, such a shock but such a good shock wow. <laughs> so yeah so it was a lot of sleepless nights. A lot of um, month like I think the two months leading up, it was just I I don't really remember them to be honest because I was working oh. full time and trying to get get ready. But it, it was definitely worth it. And then I think the what's come from it has also definitely been,
0: definitely been worth it. So, yeah, that would have been what's yeah amazing. Time? I I don't yeah. know if you've heard of the Next in Fashion series on Netflix. Yes, I
1: yeah yeah
0: with um tan France I've just really and I've been watching that as one of my little shows yeah. and I don't know much about fashion as in making stuff I you know I try to sew on the sewing machine but I'm like yeah, hopeless no <laughs> <laughs> but I love watching it um, and I was just watching it recently I just finished up and I just think it's just uh-huh. mad it's just mad they have this time limit um, uh, two days or three days or even just sometimes, yeah, one one day, not long anyway, and they have to, yeah. I don't know, start drawing up their ideas, getting the material, putting it on a yeah. mannequin, then a model, and then rush, 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 and then they have to get it onto the runway. And um, yeah, is that what it's like? <laughs> uh, a little bit. Although I'm
1: I'm sort of with you. I um I when I started my degree didn't know how to sew I just sort of jumped in pretty blind so I think so for me I'm almost I still find that whole thinking of a concept and then getting to that end point quite hard so I always have to embrace the process which is why I think I'm so textiles led is that I'm I'm almost just scrambling with the textiles and trying to yeah I guess let the process dictate the final yeah. The product doesn't make sense. Whereas, so, I find that so impressive. And that, yeah, a lot of people are really good at envisioning something um, and then, yeah, know exactly how to get there. Whereas, I have to be a bit flexible, I think, in letting the process take part in that final result. But yeah,
0: yeah. I remember a comment one of them made that they find the business side has, sometimes takes over, and all they want to do is just get back to you know, sewing or not sewing, but yeah, just doing the creative part. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think from watching that, I just realized there's so many parts. It's not just the fashion. There's a business mm. side. There's a, um, yeah, anyway, it was, it was a bit of fun. Uh, but what? Yeah. tell us a little bit about your So I haven't even asked you. <laughs>
1: oh, um, so I guess my practice is very textile orientated. Um, and I think that it was almost... Came from a necessity. From I know that I'm not the strongest technically, so how can I? I guess have my own special niche. Um, and then luckily, my the course I did was really textile orientated, so it gave me this space just to look into the process of knitting and weaving, and how can I alter that, and how can I um, subvert that, and how can I make it my own. So that was really fun. Yeah, I would say my designs look more complex than they are because of the um because of the application of the process of the textiles but at the end of the day often I just start with a textile and then I just drape it on a mannequin and see where it goes Mm -hmm. so obviously that's going to have to be adapted the more I get into the commercial market but yeah I'd say I would still say it's very process led work and it's still very so i like um like textural and, yeah, and also led by colour. So it's almost feels a bit like a collage. It feels like I do a lot of experiments and then I try and fit them together um, almost like you would, yeah, when you, you are trying to put a collage together.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful and it is a slow process but it, it's like fashion is slowing down. You know, the slow fashion, mm-hmm. I feel like fast fashion is on its way out yeah and thank so, goodness. yeah so that in a way it's good and mm. and even though it is slower I think everyone has to slow down we're kind of being forced to now aren't we like everyone yeah. is being forced to slow down yeah I'm getting and I, I think
1: as yeah as an, as an emerging designer like there's no room for that fast fashion thinking anymore which I think is great like 20 seasons a year is just absurd Oh, yeah, I just... And it's hard because it's what we've grown up with. So it's in our psyche that you can't wear the same thing twice and you, uh, things really last for six to 12 months because not only is it out of fashion then, but it'll fall apart by then. Um, but I think, yeah, this new... Yeah, hopefully as, as we do change our thinking around fashion, I do believe that there is this, this new exciting movement that that just won't be the norm anymore. It won't be the expectation from clothing
0: yeah me too i think we're i i am kind of glad that we're being forced to slow down because i know what you mean mm. it's in our psyche like you said we're just mm. in this habit of buying something that's on trend and then oh giving it to Vinny's or throwing it like people mm. just wear things once and throw it out and it was so common and so yeah. wasteful and when i read that what is it 70 or 80 percent of textiles go to landfill i was like no i'm guilty too and yeah. i've yeah, just changing that and learning how to buy really quality pieces and wear them over and over yeah. again, and that is good, and that's a good thing, and you can yeah. still be fashionable and do that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you uh, at at uni? Did they discuss that topic a little bit? Yeah,
1: yeah. It. Um. I think I went in. Obviously, as well as being a Christian, I like from an ethical point of view knew that was a non-negotiable. So I knew that no matter what my practice, I was never going to be exploiting people in the process. And obviously that wasn't, that was just a given. But I think I was shocked at how the sustainability side does affect people too. Like it's, and it's not us often. It's, you know, it's the the third world countries that keep paying the price for um, our overconsumption. And I think, um, so that's something that I was really, shocked to realize also had to become a non-negotiable in my practice um and obviously that's going to get harder and harder the bigger things that you know the more you produce but yeah I think and that's almost it's another uh, another obstacle to overcome yeah Yeah, just how it's all intertwined that when we do ruin our planet we're not going to see we're going to, have to see it in Sydney first. It's going to be the contaminated drinking water in India. It's mm. going to be the landfill that's, um, yeah, ruining people's lives, in you know, overseas. And yeah, so I think that's been something that's played on my mind. And actually from Fashion Week, I became connected with Walmart, and just I just mm. had no idea how much plastics and microplastics were ruining our earth either. So it all sort of, the more you learn, the more you keep learning, the more you keep realising... Yeah. just everything has an effect on the planet and it's it's really scary so
0: yeah no yeah. it's hard sometimes when you learn more and then you feel like you're responsible and you've got to yeah make a change but you're not alone because yeah. I feel like it's opened up to everyone I mean I'm reading about it in magazines a lot of people yeah. are talking about it and yeah. we're being forced to stop fashion week uh, all around the world and it's making everyone yeah. they're forced to think about it sometimes when yeah. you're moving too fast you can't really stop to um digest it all but yeah um yeah i listened to a podcast um uh, fashion no filter uh yeah and the the girls on there they're from i think they're from the european scene uh, i think they're some kind of influences but Lately, they've been talking a lot about this subject, and they don't seem to have an answer. So they they go to the New York, mm. and the Paris, and the Milan. They go to all the fashion weeks, and one of the topics is they're often repeating is they don't know what it's going to look like next, but they mm. do know that this is a hot topic, and we know too much now, and we can't go back to the way we were doing yeah. fast fashion and even fashion week, flying people across all around the world just to sit you know front row and and yeah what that does to the you know airways with the planes and the fuel being consumed anyway blah 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 sorry yeah. <laughs> getting a yeah, bit no, off topic no, no. but um yeah you're not alone no it's interesting it's really interesting because you're you're part of that as well and and your work is slow back to it and it but it's a beautiful thing to slow down and really do things well yeah and um yeah yeah so what are your favorite tools of the trade to that help you get your your textiles done out of interest yeah um
1: i do have one of those so my whole collection was knitted most of my collection was knitted on one of those oh it's probably from the 60s 70s these really old school knitting machines oh wow um and so yeah, like i have one at home and i think everyone who's seen it would say oh my grandma had one or my my mom had one and so they're very um they they definitely don't make them anymore that would be my main easily my main tool that I use um and I think it allows it just allows trial and error really which I find I don't get as much on a sewing machine so they again it, and I also um in 2016 went to India to learn how to weave so I also did a bit of weaving which didn't end up making the final cut in the collection but I think Dictates the way I see fabric and the way it fits together and the way it can, yeah, just the um, yes, the weight of it, the lights and and the heavier fabrics. So I did commission some pieces that did make it into the collection that were woven in India. Um, so I think, yeah. So I think tools that allow just the playfulness. I think,
0: yeah, I can imagine and, that. And
1: um, and I think as well, just that drive and that curiosity is also the biggest tool because I think the days where I felt dried up yeah I just it's better to take a step back and then just think what do I want to get from this and how can I be um yeah exploring something different and yeah and making something I like as well I think at the end of the day we get in our heads a bit but when when we just want to make something that we're proud of yeah i think that's a driving force as well
0: yeah true yeah i'm like that too i love photographing things that i really enjoy and how did you um first get into fashion back to the like beginning when did you first notice this was something that you were really interested in
1: yeah so i definitely was pretty late to the party i wasn't uh, it's not something i said as a kid that i wanted to grow up and be a fashion designer didn't do textiles at school um and then went to uni and I was doing social work. Oh. Um, so it wasn't until I think I was a couple of years in, I did design my wedding dress and I think that um, that sparked a bit of something. And I always had an interest in fashion, but I think I think it came down to I, I was always fighting against pursuing something creative. I always had an interest in the fine arts and design, but I, I sort of got to this point where... I I just couldn't resist anymore so I ended up yeah applying for for fashion I think at about 22 is when I started that degree and I guess it just went from like I did go in pretty blind like I said I didn't know how to sew so I was already on the back foot from the you know the 50 other people in my cohort and yeah I think the more I understood it it was almost it just spiraled from there and um yeah so that sort of it was very late but then yeah, it all sort of happened really at lunch.
0: interesting yeah it took a real yeah. turn you never know do, do you sometimes sometimes you can make plans and then they just go in all different tangents that's why i love asking Absolutely. these. you just never know yeah. what's around the corner uh yeah. yeah and a little bit about your faith i know you said you're you know you're a christian do you have a i don't know you might on the top of your head but a moment mm-hmm where you might remember where you saw god answer a prayer or gave you a i suppose you just kind of said it then you were you was interested in fine arts but you went down a different road at first but then you came back didn't you and you got to um got to do that creative side but maybe you uh, you know anything like that where you've seen god answer a prayer or given you a desire of your heart or seen him at work in your life just a moment you can share. yeah yeah there's
1: definitely been a few i think if anything, it's been pretty big lessons along the way. Um, like I said, I think I've been – I was always fighting against pursuing something creative because, like you've probably like yourself and a lot of creatives, mm, yep. there is this um, – there's an uncertainty and, and if you're someone who does like structure and planning, the idea of pursuing a, a creative career is quite daunting. Yep. So I, I really was fighting that. Um, But to see God um, opening doors along the way has been quite humbling. And I think particularly last year, he opened, opened obviously, the Fashion Week door, which led to um, Melbourne Fashion Week and a few other connections within the industry that just I never could have asked for. And it was, I think, the biggest lessons I learned from them is, like, no matter how exciting they were and no matter how thankful I felt, Um, how quickly I was able to get consumed by them um, and then how quickly they became unsatisfying. And I think it was just such a year where I, I felt like I'd worked so hard for quite a few years and then finally I felt like I got rewarded in some way but I then was left feeling like it still wasn't enough and it really was this, yeah, just along that, I think, 2019, there were just so many points where God was reminding me that he is the only stable friend and father that can provide absolute fulfillment and absolute satisfaction. And no matter what doors he opens and closes that like that doesn't affect his character and, and his goodness. So yeah, it was, yeah, I think I was a bit up and down, but it, it, that's definitely the, the lesson I'd been left with.
0: Yeah. I get that too. <laughs> yeah everything everything good you know comes from comes from him and sometimes Mm. we can I don't know I've made plans as well or tried to do things my own way and just you know being left maybe unsatisfied and I've I've only ever really found satisfaction in him and if something good happens I've got to remember to I want to enjoy it with him and be thankful to him and sometimes if I'm enjoying it on my Mm -hmm. own I just get left you know feeling um, yeah. you know empty but I've got to remember it came from him yeah it's,
1: yeah credit where credit's due
0: yeah he's really in control and that must have been so amazing because it being chosen to because you're in the campaign is that right for the 2019 fashion week yeah in a way because yeah. those images were pretty loud and you know that when you entered fashion week they were quite big um, and I yeah. thought was that a campaign for um for Fashion Week 2019, what was it for?
1: I think so. It was all a bit Crazy? Because <laughs> yeah, because they they asked for the to borrow my clothes for the campaign before it. I'd been confirmed as a next gen finalist, so I sort of, I you know, the whole thing it was all a bit secretive. So I just handed the clothes over for. I think they had them for a month or two, yep. and and I hadn't even finished the. That was. I still had to add so much to the collection, but i didn't know if i'd gotten in yet so i had to wait um and then yeah they did they seem to get used for the wider campaign and then the ones where you did walk into fashion week were just the next gen people yeah it, i think it worked out having this great <laughs> all the the big pink chill skirt and all the loud colors um yeah. worked in my favor in that way so i think it did end up getting used for the the main campaign
0: yeah what a well. nice surprise because it sound, sounds like it was unexpected like you weren't you didn't really plan for this to happen and then boom there you were
1: (laughs) there was your designs yes no i definitely always definitely felt like the underdog in yeah so it was a big shock so it was very yeah yeah, a very big honor i felt
0: very excited yeah no they looked really that looked great they looked great and also back to your faith how did you discover or how did you kind of become a christian or yeah, what's your story there, yeah. if you don't mind sharing? Oh, no, not at all. Um, I,
1: well, so I did grow up in a Christian family. Um, so I think I always had um, an understanding that God existed. But I think that I did have a bit of confusion around the part that played in my life. Um, I think I always thought it was a, uh, a secondary or a, an addition. And that maybe just being a good person was the same thing. But I think becoming a teenager and I moved schools sort of twice in a short amount of time. And I think, and it's probably just part of being a teenager, but I really cared a lot of what people thought of me. So I think it was sort of those early days where I was like, man, I do have to, like, I either take what Jesus says seriously or I just like it can't be this number two or number three in my life and my dad took me on a mission trip to this community called Lightning Ridge and I think that was the first time I really saw people's faith in action people making really big sacrifices mm. for the kingdom and and it wasn't out of duty um it was out of joy and I just I think that was the first time I thought oh my gosh I want that like I really wow. want that faith turning into action um and not that I hadn't seen it before but I think that was just when my eyes were really open to it so yeah, I think that was like the the catalyst for change but yeah and then I'd say it was just a slow burn until sort of later high school when yeah I think you know crunch time sort of happens and you really have to make those calls but yeah I would yeah. say that was
0: a catalyst yeah it's a never-ending journey but that's a great experience yeah. to have as a teenager just to yeah. see that yeah yeah, yeah, just get a, out of the bubble. Yes, out of the bubble. Yeah, don't yeah. we need that sometimes? You get stuck in yeah. our little ruts and we can't see the outside world and you can watch it on TV and you can, you know, listen to right. it, but there's something about really being immersed in it and, and living it that can really right. um, teach you things that, yeah, you haven't been taught before. Yep, yeah. it's a journey. Well, thanks for sharing that. And just just yeah. to kind of finish up, any projects yeah. that you're currently working on or any Things that you're kind of looking forward to in the future. I know you've had to put your your uh, yeah. collection on hold, but yeah, any over this COVID nineteen time, have you found any? I don't know, time to do anything new or or anything? Yeah, not um. So
1: I the my I was meant to be launching Resort Twenty Twenty now ish, but that was yeah. So that was that was the plan. Um, <laughs> and then sort of right around the same time that COVID hit, I also found out that my husband and I are expecting a little baby
0: Congratulations. so
1: that thank you so that's sort of also I guess factored into the into the planning but I so I am going to be still doing like little commission works throughout this time but definitely June 2021 will be the official relaunch of of
0: the resort collection
1: but yeah i guess in the meantime i will i'll be taking a bit of maternity leave which i wasn't expecting to be able to take so oh
0: how exciting yeah
1: <laughs> so that'll be nice so um yeah back in action sort of april next year
0: yeah oh, per- oh perfect yeah it's interesting oh that's so exciting is this your first it is oh, yeah oh, it is. how exciting yeah. yep yeah. oh you never know what's around the corner that's how my exactly. photography business started after, right. uh, yeah, Well, I had my kids in between. I just had a, a few people ask me to do different types of photography and it started to pick up. And so yeah. I started my business while I was on maternity leave. And then, yeah, and I love doing my teaching, a little bit of it, but I'm just so thankful to God that he gave me my photography business because that was not part of my yeah. plan and it was a real yeah. present and that came, yeah, after I had kids and I thought it was all, <laughs> I thought oh, all I created yeah, so anyway, you'll never know what's around the corner, that's so yeah, yeah. exciting, oh, thanks so much for chatting, oh, thanks for calling I really appreciate, I really love chatting about all this stuff especially fashion, it's one of my favourite um, yes, favourite creative oh, genres, I suppose thank well, you thanks so thank much you and all the best for your pregnancy and your next next little chapter thank you i'll pop chloe's website details in the podcast notes so you can see a visual of her gorgeous designs and if you can feel free to rate and review on itunes um have a great week bye for now